This podcast is an expression of the personal views and opinions of the hosts and guests, and they do not represent the official stance of the podcast, its sponsors, or affiliated organizations. The podcast may cover topics such as drugs, mental illness, politics, and religion, which can be controversial or sensitive. The podcast does not support any illegal activities and advises listeners to seek help from appropriate professionals for any personal concerns related to these topics. The information provided in the podcast is for general informational purposes only and it is not a substitute for professional advice. Listeners are urged to consult with a qualified healthcare professional for any questions regarding their mental or physical health. The podcast and its creators are not responsible for any loss or harm resulting from the use or reliance on the information provided in the podcast. What's up, Street Stoics, and welcome back to the Street Stoic Podcast. I'm your host, Nate. We got the other host, Jay, here. Jay, how you doing tonight? Living the dream. Living the dream, bro. I love it. Yeah, uh, guys, tonight, Mike isn't going to be joining us. Uh, His 40th birthday is tomorrow, so he's a little bit busy prepping uh, some food and stuff for a big party tomorrow. Uh, So it's just going to be Jay and I tonight. The plan for this episode is going to be uh, just a couple of quotes. Uh, Jay has picked a quote. I picked a quote. These are kind of quotes that have stuck out to us kind of in our current uh, totality of circumstances, our current uh, life. And uh, so we're going to discuss the quotes, kind of what they mean to us, maybe get some back and forth and... uh, we're going to try to make this one a quick one. All right, Jay, you want to start us off with your uh, delicious quote? <laughs> <laughs> Let me just first uh, start off with how I even got to this quote. So like I do with a lot of things, I uh, if I don't really know what to even pick, I'll just ask ChatGPT and see what it can provide. And I asked it uh, to provide a few quotes, uh, particularly on on time, meaning uh, just anything in regards to just time. And for some reason, in between some of those quotes, something popped up that I didn't think was particularly regarding time, but it was something something else that I decided, okay, I think that that's what I want to go with. So once I, I did select this quote, I do, you know, my due diligence, I go and make sure that what ChatGPT is actually providing is legit. And what we've been finding out lately is that it is not. It sometimes throws slack. Throws, yeah, sometimes throws some stuff out there that is not accurate. So the quote that it presented to me here, it, it says, money is like any other external thing. It is of no importance to happiness unless we make it so. And it wanted to tell me that it was an Epictetus quote. I still kind of asked it further questions just to find out how it got to it. And it pretty much apologized and said it was uh, 
just some paraphrasing and some restate. It, it gave me some BS response as to why it gave me that. Yeah, buddy. But yeah, this quote and the reasons why it stuck out to me, especially like more more now and more recent. I think uh, I'm at that point where I've again like realizations of life that things that I always thought when I was growing up, as far as once once I'm able to get more money, once I'm able to be able to have money to purchase certain things, that's when I'm going to be happy. I had a misconception in my mind as to how money was going to equate to my happiness eventually. And now having possibly, let's say, started earning a pretty good sum of money compared to what I used to and realizing that regardless of how much money, you're always going to accrue some other form of problems that come along with it. Because there's new issues that come with making more money. Because once you start making more money, then you start wanting to purchase things that require you to spend more money on. Like if you're trying to, you know, buy a house, you're trying to purchase a car, all those type of things that we feel that we need to purchase as we make more money, then it's two cars. And it's, it's stuff like that that just keeps adding up, right? So there's always another issue. I guess that, uh, I guess uh, Biggie Small said it, right? More money, more problems. It's pretty much the, the motto That's here. That's right. So, yeah, buddy. Yeah, uh, I, I realize that now, right? That money, money can, can provide a lot of things, but we don't, uh, we don't need to, or we shouldn't either associate it with our happiness. Happiness is whatever we decide we we sh we focus on, right? Happiness is stuff that can be priceless. Things like time spent with someone, right? Back on, on the topic of time. Just the, the, the time that you can spend with somebody that you'll never get because this present moment is just once. So you never know how, when you'll have that again. You can time spent with kids, time spent with, you know, your, your family, friends, whatever it is. That, that can be happiness, right? Small things. It can be nature walks. It can be working out. Stuff like that, right? Can be happiness. It, so it's, it pretty much tells me uh, as a reminder that, you know, hey, don't always focus on, you know, trying to obtain more money because it, at the end of the day, everybody's trying to do that, right? Somehow, in some way, we're still trying to figure out a way to try to get more money. But some of us need to know not to get lost in that, right? In that pursuit, because it's not, it's not the, the solution for happiness. Happiness is what we decide. So regardless of what the journey is to obtain that, try to keep yourself happy apart from the chase of that money. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, I was thinking as you were talking and, uh, you know, I think I've said it before, but right now I'm doing that 75 hard challenge. And this is the longest streak I've made without messing it up. I think I'm on day 13 or 14. Nice. Uh, 
Yeah. But I I am like 51 days into this challenge or something. So like I'd almost be done if I didn't mess it up, you know. And so it's been getting tough, man. I'm getting more tired uh, with school work and adding that and still trying to balance everything. Like there's there's the 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 free time is get, getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> and some days it feels like there isn't any free time. And, um, you know, I was, uh, the other morning, it was yesterday morning, the morning before I was listening to some motivational video while I was working out. Cause I had the case of the, I don't want to, and, uh, the motivational video said the, the, that our most valuable resource here on the planet or in this, you know, galaxy is time. And I was just like, that's, that's 100% right. You know? And that's why I think it's cool. You're looking up something about time. And I think it almost kind of makes sense that the money thing happened is because so many people are, you know, like you got those people like, Oh, money doesn't buy happiness. And then you got other people like, nah, but it can buy me a blah, blah, blah. Right. And man, the thing is, is like, you got to listen to all those, all those successful people that are speaking right? Like how to get more money and how to do it quick and how to be super rich and listen to what they're saying. You have to put in the work with anything you do success wise, success is earned, right? Or like David Goggins likes to say, you have to build your resume every day. You have to keep doing something better. And so if you want more money, I think the thing is people aren't afraid of failing. They're afraid of hard work and they realize when you, you know, some people you watch them, they get close to the finish line and then they stop and they and everybody's like that, that one's got a, a fear of failure, you know, whatever. And I don't, I don't think it is, or like this fear of success. I think it's a, a fear of hard work because you realize that once you're on top, you now have to work harder to stay on top. And if you want to improve your position, you want to go above that, you've got to work even harder than that. And I think that's what scares people. And if you put it that way, and you know, you listen to that person that says that time is our most valuable resource, then how do you spend your time? What will make you happy? Some people, maybe that is money. I have a feeling towards the end of their lives, though, I bet they were wishing it was a little bit different. You know what I mean? Because it takes a lot of work. You know, you listen to all those people, especially in those, uh, what do they call those, pyramid schemes? MLMs. They, they put on those seminars. What is it? MLMs. Multi-level marketing. Yeah, M- yeah, those. And, you know, people can make good freaking money off them. You know, you can, I know people that have personally, and then they go to these seminars that get you to go to these seminars and they got some like whatever level they're calling it. Diamonds, a popular one, or they use platinum and like all this stuff. And whoever's up there is like, Hey, if you want to be this, you got to put in the work and they're 100% right. But are you going to be a slave to that paycheck? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like if you're paying yourself, every day how much money is your time worth 
because you only get this one life, like Jake's or Jay's saying rather. And it's like, how how do you want to spend it? Money doesn't maybe equal happiness, and for, I think for most it doesn't. So yeah, man, dude, that I'm glad that you picked that one. That got my mind rolling. Yeah, it, it definitely uh, puts it into perspective that you know that there's more. There's a, there there is a disconnect, right? You can't. You don't have to make those two associate uh, associate with each other, happiness and money. That there's things outside of out of money that can provide happiness. There's people in other countries that have poverties, and you go there and you find them, you know, happy and and and, and enjoying life, and they don't realize that they're that they don't have anything. They well, they do. They realize that, but they they. They're happy. They they're not requiring. Or they're not depressed because they don't have the money to obtain it, because they don't associate that. They don't associate their happiness with money. I mean, and it's it's odd, right? Because when you see that and you see it how it is here in the U.S., it's like damn, completely different. Because people here stress out and get depressed or whatever depression is, and and then that's that's who they become. They become this person that's always upset, negative, huh? because they don't have enough money to be able to purchase. And that, and I guess that also leads to cultural, our culture, cultural society that we have, or the different cultural societies that we have in this country, where it's about materialism, flat out. This country is pretty much built on that, about materialism, about purchasing more things. I mean, that's why we have such a great credit system here that allows that, but people fall into it and then get themselves into situations that they dig themselves so deep that they can't get out. And that's, that's because it's, it's like the dopamine stuff we talk about, right? Where it's like instant gratification, you're instantly purchasing something and it doesn't last long that feeling because i've been there too like the feeling of the new shirt that you just bought and you get to wear it once or twice and then it's just a regular shirt again so it's like i just spent 50 dollars on this item that now just sits in my closet and now i have to decide to purchase a new one because i feel like i need to have something newer than that so it's an ongoing cycle and boy once you once once you figure it out that you know it life's not all about that about having to look a certain way it's easy. It's easy to make that dis- dis- yeah. uh, disassociate that happiness from money because it's like, whatever, I'm happy with myself. I don't care what other people, you know, think as far as what I'm wearing or, or whatever my look is at a certain time of the day. So, yeah, man, it's interesting. I just I just think about that, how a lot of people can't figure that part out. Yeah. Dude, while you were talking... So I could remember something because you said something that made me want to speak about it a little bit more. Uh, I got this buddy at work, Nolan, and he makes you cross your fingers so you can remember. And it works. (laughs) It works, man. So I'm going to uncross because I'm about to vent. But um, yeah, I think when we're talking about dopamine, the way I understand it is actually when we get those instant gratification moments, that's actually serotonin. And uh, the dopamine is the thing that makes you want to work hard. 
And so I think what happens is people get used to those uh, instant amounts of serotonin, you know, the way that, uh, you know, the U.S. designs app systems, other countries design apps for the U.S. because they're used internationally, but they design them differently for the U.S. because they know what works for us. They got those algorithms down. And the thing is, is just like money, right? When they say money can't buy happiness, what they're talking about is when you start being able to get anything you want, you're, every time you get that thing, you get serotonin, right? And it's serotonin, 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 and there's no dopamine, right? Maybe there's a dopamine a little bit because you got to like pull up the website or pull up your Amazon account and then you got to load some points or you got to put in your card info. But then bam, dude, next thing you know, it's there today, it's there tomorrow, two day shipping, whatever. And you get the serotonin open in the box and everything and you get that new thing. And then next thing you know, you're like, fuck, what happened? Like, I don't even use that. It's been sitting in my garage for the last five years. And where was the dopamine? The dopamine is what makes you hungry for more. And it, <clears throat> the reason I loved that so much is uh, if you're cool with it, I'd love to transition straight into my quote because I think this will blend seamlessly. Go ahead. So the quote that I have for us tonight is uh, from Seneca. And he says, we suffer more often in imagination than in reality. Right? And... This is one I've been dealing with every day for the past 50 or 51 days, however long I've been doing this, multiple times a day, trying to accomplish all these tasks plus my normal tasks. And before I go to do a task because I'm getting tired, because I'm exhausted, I didn't sleep good, I skipped a meal, whatever, I like don't, you know, I get this in my mind, I have the case of I don't want us, like I said earlier, and it's because in my imagination, I'm like, dude, this is going to suck. This is going to be terrible. Close me. And freaking, I go and do it anyways. Because that's a discipline part. I hate it when people talk about extrinsic and intrinsic motivation and fuck all that shit. You just do it anyways. Uh, and we can maybe do something, another episode on that later. Uh, but yeah, but for right now, uh, you know, like I've been suffering before I go and do the thing and check it out. Like every morning, my alarm clock goes off at three forty-five in the morning and I get up and I'm like, I don't want to. And I make my morning concoction of emergency. I take my allergy pill and creatine, guzzle that down. I read the daily stoic for today, slap that down. And I'm like, I don't want to. And I slowly put on my shoes I'm trying to reason with myself, like, you don't have to. The bed's right there. You could fall asleep on the couch. Nobody would ever know. One more hour. And then, well, yeah, one more hour. Five more minutes. You know, it sounds so nice. And I fucking just get out here anyways. And I'm like, I don't want to. I literally do it right here. And I start stretching out. I'm like, well, you know, I'll take a minute stretching out. Maybe because of how long I take. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll only do half the workout because I got to go to work. That'll be my excuse. I'm like pre-planning it. And then I do that first set <clears throat> and that's when dopamine hits and I'm like ready to freaking go. I put on motivational, whatever. I put on freaking some heavy metal or what, I don't know what 
genre people are calling it now is probably classical now <laughs> because of how old it is. And I just bang it out. I start banging it out and it feels good. And the minute I'm done and I'm walking back inside my house, I get that serotonin hit. And I'm like, this is what it's about. But I earned it. And then I go to the next task. And the same thing happens. I don't want to. And then I do it anyways. Get that dopamine. I'm building it. And then I get the serotonin hit. And what I've noticed is, you know, trying to utilize that model from David Goggins about the everyday resume thing is the more I tell myself I don't want to, the harder I'm going to make the workout, the longer I'm going to go, the heavier the weights are, the more reps I'm going to do, the more sets I'm going to do. And it's just been progressively getting harder and harder and harder. And, you know, I, I think it's probably a Navy SEAL thing, I think, where they say uh, the only easy day was yesterday. And that's literally what I've been kind of living by and not by intention, but because my imagination keeps getting the better of me and I don't like fucking letting that shit get over the top. I'm going to, I'm going to push it down and do it, do it no matter what. And yeah, dude, freaking. Yep. That's how it goes, man. That's how it goes. I'm going to twist. I'm going to twist that, that thing a little bit. Your, your quote into something as far as like imagination and something that I've heard as far as death. Right. And I've heard it mentioned in regards to like a something people do daily kind of thing and and for me it just seems so weird that it happens daily and it's always something different and it's just shedding a little bit of insight here on some of the weird stuff that goes through my mind sometimes yeah one of the like one of the things that i ponder on about in regards to death daily is this usual random thought that comes to mind and it's always the most severe type of death that can happen to anyone around me and it's like a self-reflection right it's the thought of this incident happening and how would i or how would my family react in this situation it's very very strange right so it's like I'll have this thought of like, oh, I get in a car accident and then I'm no longer the bread earner, right? And there, I'm not, there's no one here to provide for this for my family. So what happens in that situation, right? So it's thoughts like that. Like what would happen if something happens to one of my daughters? It's, it's situations like that, those negative situations. But I, I don't take them as like, oh my God, it's going to happen. It's more of a self-reflection of understanding that this could happen. This has happened to people before randomly. It can randomly happen to you. Just be aware that this could happen. Not to say that it is, but be prepared in case it does. Because you will have to keep still your composure to deal with this situation regardless of what it is. And so when it, for things like that that happen, right? As bizarre as, as, as it sounds that it happens to me kind of daily, it's it's very it's a very helpful and enlightening to me to always be able to find that grounding moment of oh shit yeah that's right 
it centers me in a bit because it keeps me understanding that time is not to be wasted. So appreciate it. Appreciate it through this message of this shit can happen to you. So appreciate every single moment that you have right now presently. Bro, I thought you said you were more of a uh, a morifate guy, but what you just described is memento mori. Yeah, well, I, I I think I said I think I did say I was memento mori. Did you? Yeah. I I don't know why I thought on that episode. You I don't know. We said both. I mean, at the end of the day, it's both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, lately, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's it's I stick to memento mori because. Man, when it comes to time and death, man, that's that's where it makes me appreciate that the fact that, you know, exactly. That's why now I feel a little bit more motivated towards the things that I really want to accomplish as far as finding that. Like we've been, you know, talking off air about certain things that I have planned. And, you know, we'll talk yeah. about that later on whenever it does start happening. You know. Well, we'll give it some time. Um, but, yeah, I've like like I've told you, I've. I've narrowed it down. I'm pretty focused on what exactly it is that I want to do, what we have to do to get there. And it, it's, I feel like, okay, we can't waste more time. We need to get this accomplished soon. So that's why it's all happening very, very soon. And yeah, man, I, I, I'm focused right now. I'm trying to one step after the other and trying to get everything in motion to, to get it done because it's now, or, it's now or never, right? It's because we're not, we don't know how, how much more time we have. So I, I'm trying to get this ball rolled and started and, and see what we can, can come up with. Man. Yeah, there's never a perfect time. Yeah, yeah you'll never be ready. Just got to jump. And you know, uh, <clears throat> listening to what you were saying, and I know you said I, don't, I can't remember if you said it was weird or odd or whatever, um, but I do that too. Uh, I Almost exactly how you're describing it probably just looks different, different families and stuff and different imaginations. But um, I started doing that when I started adapting Memento Mori into my life. And I don't remember where I found the structure, but when I designed my own little outline for journaling, uh, I had a quote. Uh, stoic quote for each day of the week. And on Tuesdays, um, I got this one pulled up here and it's from Marcus. And it says, uh, you know, the title of it is prepare yourself for negativity. And the quote actually goes, I know that these wrongdoers are still akin to me and that n uh, none can do me harm or implicate me in ugliness, nor can I be angry at my relatives or hate them for we are made for cooperation and that one when it when i uh, first started looking into it I, I had to kind of research and stuff and i started uh getting into what's called the uh, negative visualization for the morning and in the mornings i give myself a few moments to focus on what what bad could happen in my day? How bad could uh, things go? And I try to prepare myself to meet those. So not if, but when those things come up, 
I'll already have a plan kind of in mind of how I'm going to handle them. And since I've already thought about them and kind of met my emotions with that, when they do happen, uh, I'm more inoculated to that stress and I'm able to keep a more level head um, going forward because, you know, it's almost like you've already been there, but just with your imagination. A little preparation never hurt nobody. Yeah, it's... I think... It's odd how that how that actually like works, right? How how we can have those moments to reflect like that, but then it it helps us kind of ground us. It helps us be more understanding and be more of like, okay, I have to make sure that I'm aware that this situation can happen. So I gotta it it, it forces you to put to go into action pretty much. Like, okay, I have to stop messing around. And making sure that I put work in, you know, this situation, put time to this situation, because you never know. Right. You know, and uh, it also made me think of another quote that I like from Seneca, which is, uh, luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. And so, you know, you're lucky to to be able to overcome things like that but it takes a fair amount of preparation in order to do so successfully you know what i mean yeah chat gpt once again fails us or <laughs> fails me so i i'm trying oh, to pull sure. up here a quote here for for us to discuss here about death right and i found a nice one and yeah. Apparently, it belongs to the American poet and writer, Thick Nat Han, whomever that is. This particular quote states, <clears throat> We are all in the process of dying, but how many of us are truly living? Right? Yeah. And it's a, it's a good question, right? Because... What is life? What is actual life? Pretty much the existing of life and the the content of being a part of life here. It doesn't seem lately like there's a lot of people actually living to their own potential and living to accomplish, a, you know, they're not, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like people are driven anymore to do things, to accomplish things, or they have desires, but have no understandings of how to put that into, into action, how to make that work. And it's, it's quite sad and scary at the same time, right? Because it's like, because I, I, I understand, like I have a full understanding of why this is all happening. So a lot of people just aren't learning this process from, you know, from school, from, from childhood. They're not being taught that you have to put in work. You have to go through the grind sometimes to get things done, to accomplish goals. It is not just that we say, I want to become this. I want to do this. I would like to be able to do that. 
and not actually put in the work and time and effort and everything that goes into achieving that. And also understanding that you may fail in that process and that that it is, that's not where you just stop and give up. And I think a lot of people have given up and that's it. Like that's, they're just coasting through life, right? Spending countless of hours, you know, whatever vice you want to throw out there, right? Fill it, fill in the blank, you know, drugs, TV, whatever other thing they keep their time occupied with that distracts them and keeps them away from their goals. Are you really living at that point? Are you? Right. It's, it's, what kind of life is that? I mean, that, that's, that's, that's the situations where I think about those stories about, you know, older generations on their deathbed and things that they say and they reflect on. It's very common. That's scary that a lot of people say they wish they were, would have been able to do fill in the blank. Yeah. With, Without a doubt. They wish they would have been able to, you know, spend more time fill in the blank. Yep. And that's that's a scary thought to think that life, the one, the one life that you have right now in this existence, you get to the end, and the only thing you have is, I wish I would have, blank. Yeah. It's sad, man. It's sad, and it's scary to think that so many people get to that point. And that's now with that scary feeling is what actually turns that I turn into a motivation, right? So I don't want to ever end up in that situation. Right. So yeah. to me, it's like, that's, that's, that's the stuff that gets like things wrapped up in me. I don't want to end up ever having to have that happen to me. So I'm going to just go. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's how I treat yeah. it. That's how I see it. That's not where I want to end up. So I'm going to do what needs to be done to not end up like that, feeling like that, having that regret. That's, that's, a, that's life living. Yep. You know, and something that I want to say, cause I, uh, I think it's a correction for what you said, but I, I believe almost without a doubt that it's what you meant. And it's not that we may fail at something, it's we will fail. Failure is a part of success. And if we're doing something that's hard, you better expect to freaking fail. And it's a learning opportunity. You know what I mean? I was just taking into account those lucky motherfuckers that get it right the first time. <laughs> I think if, a, if somebody's a lucky motherfucker that gets it right the first time, one, we just define luck as when preparation meets opportunity, so they prepared for it, so they're not as lucky as people think. Two, if they get it right the first time, they probably weren't trying that hard, and that means that they could do something even better than what they came up with that time. And so that means that they set their goals a little bit too low, just in my mind. No, you're, you're, you're completely right. I've seen that happen, too. I've seen, I've seen it where... 
people are in the place that they outshine everyone around them, but that's not the room that they need to be in. They can be in different rooms amongst a different crowd of people that will appreciate that type of person for the things that they have, the knowledge that they bring and all this effort that they bring. You, I've seen it. I've seen it in a lot of places, you know, people that they're just grounded because they're comfortable in that situation. And and I, I mean, I don't understand too far of that, whether that's a personal thing. Like I just rather be the best here amongst these people, or if it's just that, they're stuck that this is as good as they feel that they're going to get. Yeah. You know, I mean, or they're, they're addicted to that, that sense of uh, being good or whatever, because I'll tell you what, man, when I was competing in a certain competition, certain sporting competition, uh, we did this thing called squatting. And I knew because I've been going so much, which squads were, uh, let's say subpar to the performance that I was envisioning myself get to. And if I squatted with those people, I would be first place in that group, but I wouldn't be beating myself and I wouldn't be pushing myself. It was only when I started to squad with a group of people who were competing at the top level, I was at the bottom of that pack. I was at the bottom of that group. But overall, I was beating myself every time, every single time, because it it caused me to try harder, to go faster, to be more efficient, to work harder. And if I just kept, you know, competing with the, the lower standard group, yeah, I might get first place out of that group. But it's not pushing me to my goal of being the best, you know, internationally or anything like that. So, yeah, I mean, I, t- I totally get what you're saying. You know, uh, another thing that you were talking about is we always say we got one life. And maybe we've talked about this before. It just reminded me of another uh, quote, but it's actually from Confucius. So I've been reading a, a version of The Art of War. I think I picked this one up. Or no, I think a a buddy of mine, Brandon Walter, uh, picked it up for me at a Costco. And it's it's, uh, The Art of War and some other like Eastern Asian um, writings. And so Confucius is in there. And Confucius was quoted saying, uh, we have two lives. And the second one begins when we realize we only have one. And to me... That was kind of my transition before Stoicism and after. Because how many people, as we talked about previously, are living those comfortable lives? Uh, You know, it's truly binary decision making that we have. And we want to tell ourselves that as a human race, we're so sophisticated that we have more than yes or no responses. And you have to remember, we know what is right and wrong. Right. And there are very few people that don't know what that is. And I I work with quite a few of them in the nature of my job. But everyone else outside of those walls, uh, we we know what's going to make us better and what isn't. And it's a yes or no decision. You have two paths to take. You can you can take the path of hard work 
and that'll get you there or you can take that path that looks easier and it's paved and it's not going to even get you close it might take you back to the parking lot you know what i mean and man dude once you decide you have to make that decision you have to be disciplined no matter how you're feeling and that's why i love stoicism is it's not a lack of emotions and stoics aren't emotionless as you've all been able to experience over the course of our episodes we get pretty emotional but it's utilizing them when it matters uh you know focusing our energy to to propel ourselves forwards you know we want to be choosing the right path and just as plutarch wrote about that story about the old man wandering the olympic games and you know he's being jeered out by the crowd and stuff and it was only when he got to the spartans that the spartans both younger and older were offering him their seat and once he took a seat the crowd cheered and he looks up to them and he says um all greeks know what is right but only the spartans do it and so for me the spartan mentality is using that binary decision making And is it a yes or is it a no? Am I going to do the thing that leads to my goals, to success, what I've defined as success and happiness? Or am I going to lie to myself? That's it, man. It's as simple as that. Yes or no? Yes or no? That's it. Do you want to do the right thing or do you want to do the wrong thing? And, you know, we talked about kids in a, a recent episode and how we parent and stuff. And that's one thing we have to do with our kids. Teach them that the decisions they make are binary. Don't be making all the decisions for your kids. Offer them two decisions and let them pick. And if it's the wrong one, let them take the wrong path. And then be there to help them figure it out. Let them know it's okay. Sometimes we make the wrong decision. Now, what are we going to do next time? And that's actually what's going to teach them to be good adults. And even with that binary decision-making, it doesn't matter your religion, your beliefs, your political stance, the the laws in your area, whatever, that will still be adaptable to your your, uh, demographic, your area, your belief system, your religion. It doesn't matter. That is the, the simplified tool that can be applied and adapted into everything. It doesn't matter your guiding principles. It's yes or no. Sometimes we say no to the wrong thing. And then we got to figure out, okay, how do I get back on the path? You got something, Jay? It looks like you itched. <laughs> it's, uh, it's those understandings that the same thing that we talk about and the same the same type of descriptions and stuff that you were just mentioning with Spartans, it exists in history in different cultures and different ways. You know, you could have said samurai or you could have said Shaolin monk. Yep. You could have said any any yep. any type of any type of warrior mentality like that, right? That yep. that is discipline. It's it's pretty much this it's at core, they all have the same thing, right? Men- mental control. Yes. And, and, and that's what you were trying to focus on, right? 
It's all about control yep. of your mental, of your emotions, of knowing how to be able to take that in and balance that out, right? To be able to say, in this situation, I don't need to react this way. I can just be calm, be able to just talk and explain myself. And in this situation, I get the same thing achieved as if I were to just start yelling or react in a different way. And sometimes just reacting in that different way probably doesn't do any good to the situation. And we can see that a lot of times how quick negative emotions can escalate a situation just because a negative emotion with a negative emotion is just going to blow things up out of proportion. So it's, it's instances like that, right? Just taking those type of philosophies, all those type of understandings of all these different type of cultures and, and those disciplines that people have taken to become that warrior mentality, right? Yeah. It's the same thing at, at the end of the day, the core, the essence of things, right? And, and, and when the other thing that you were mentioning was that kind of moment in time that you come to that realization about virtues and stuff and, and, and being empathetic with people and having, you know, morals and stuff, right? Also, also can be defined in different ways, right? Because the same thing that you were mentioning yeah. also sounds like what the description of a spiritual awakening is where you are now more aware of how messed up our, you know, everything is around us, where you see things yep. and how people interact and how disassociated from just reality they are, where you see it and you're like, they're so out of tuned and they don't realize that. They don't see that you actually need certain things in your life that is natural, is reality. You know, like we live on earth here where we have, however x amount of time of sun and people hide from it and then wonder why they're sick stuff like that where i just saw a shooting star bro oh nice that was sick yeah i was just recently dang. seeing sorry dude. <laughs> all right yeah, i was like dang i saw that for real i'll allow it for a shooting star man that <laughs> shooting star is a pretty trippy yeah that was awesome what color was it yeah I don't know. I just saw the flash out of the corner of my eye. And when I looked over, I saw it just dive right past the the uh, tree there. We must be... So the sky was a little bright next to it, but that was awesome. We seem to be getting bombarded with a lot of space junk recently. I mean, it's been happening for years, bro. <laughs> More often now, it seems. Or, or just we have too many people with cell phones and they're just posting it online. So everyone sees it as if it's more often yeah. than than before who knows yeah knowledge versus lack of knowledge awareness <laughs> i mean yeah yeah man at the end of the day man it's just at the end of the day it's just the realization that man reality is what it is right and yeah we get so caught up in just superficial things and not realizing that we have to just live in reality and understand that in other places, happiness is not attached to money. That caring about other people is very important. That it isn't always about yourself. That it doesn't, that, you know, things, 
you have to put hard work at the end of the day. Life is hard. It's hard work every day till the end. So try to figure out a way to enjoy it, regardless of what it is, because there's some ounce of work that needs to be put in, whether it's physical fitness for yourself, maintenance to keep yourself balanced, or actual physical labor work to try to get something done. And sometimes it's mental, right? The process of thinking oh, yeah. stuff and planning stuff and, and, and looking at what your plan is, your vision, your goal, and taking every step into account that's gonna lead you to that moment. All of that is the work that needs to be done in life. And life is that, it's constant work. So if you just sit there and you try to numb it down with, you know, whatever it is to escape from the reality, then all you're doing is wasting time escaping from the reality every single time. You're wasting the time yeah. that you should have had to put in that work to accomplish what you needed to get done. Yep. Without a doubt. Man, this was solid, bro. This one turned out good. Feeling like old times? <laughs> it just does too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. That too. I think in regards just not having three it, it not oh, not in regards to just just us two because this felt a little different also because it's now 13 episodes in and we're now very I'm very comfortable now with these you know podcasts <laughs> yeah. and up until even when Mike joined I was still <laughs> yep so yeah it feels yep, a little yep. different too just because it's us two and also I have we both have you know had that under that experience under a belt. And so now we were a lot more comfortable with this, the back and forth. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so for the, for the listeners or viewers or both out there, uh, there was no preparation for this podcast episode. I just want everybody to know that, uh, we've, we've gotten that outline blueprint down in our minds and we're able to throw something together. I know we missed uh, recording, I think, last week. Yeah, it feels like a long time now. <laughs> yeah, for us, it's been two weeks since uh, we've done this, but we're able to put it together and make it something valuable. And, and you know, it's actually doing these podcasts helped me definitely uh, reflect and analyze. Uh, it's just, it's it's almost a form of meditation. Definitely. You know, I'm focusing on. Yeah, yeah, it helps. I so call it. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Yeah, of course. That's that's the one thing. Obviously, you know, we're we're hoping that listeners are are tuning in when we see it. The numbers are going up, and that people are are liking what they hear. They're enjoying the the the, the journey here with this podcast because it's you know episode by episode we just provide more and more information. You know, it's just stuff that helps you better understand things uh, and, and try to uh, like, this is, it, it is what it is, right? We, we're trying to help people out there have a different way of thinking, uh, a better perspective to view of life, to understand that we, we all may have some sort of common issues when it comes to certain things and that just because 
you think you're battling these problems yourself, you're not alone. You know, there's other people going through this. A lot of times it may seem that way. It's just because a lot of people don't talk about their problems. And right. that's why it definitely feels like that. It feels like meditation. It feels like therapy for us. I mean, I'm able to get a bunch of stuff that I think about off my chest that also I feel more comfortable speaking on because I know that I have actually been thinking about this through, you know, in between recordings of podcasts where it's like, okay, I have a better understanding of, you know, this particular topic and I'm able to just now be able to speak on it from, you know, experience, my perspective, my understanding of it, and then be able to share that, whether whether that's something that people already know or it's new information. To me, it feels like revealing stuff, right? Like it's stuff that I feel that I have woken up to realizing more now than I did before, because before I felt like it was never something that I focused on. I never understood this type of stuff. I never, you know, I didn't have the experience. I didn't have the training. I didn't have the teachings of this type of stuff. I wasn't exposed to it. So because of that, life felt hard. You know, a lot of things felt difficult. I didn't know how to deal with certain things. And so kind of, transitioning and learning things into this world of you know self-help motivations stoicism you name it it's helped me better understand life existence to just enjoy it pretty much regardless of how stressful sometimes days can be how difficult situations may be how scary sometimes things may may be perceived at the end of the day, you take it day by day, right? Because you may wake up tomorrow and you might experience that whatever the problems that happened yesterday can easily be solved, right? Sometimes rest is all you need and then you figure out a different way. Or sometimes you don't wake up at all. Yep. So just enjoy life, man. That's right. Work hard. <laughs> Work hard, man. All right, man. I mean, and, and that's the one thing, right? Like, it's a weird thing that happens too with like hardworking people. And then they get to that point where they have to retire. And somehow they get to that point and they retire. And then shortly right after, they pass away. Yeah. And I think it's because they were so stuck on hard work. But they don't even know how to function in in that type of environment of a, uh, you know a sedentary life. I hope I, I just hope people are out there enjoying this man and listening. And again, we see a yeah. few people listening and we're enjoying that. I'm good. I'm content with that, and I'm happy that that the message that we got is being spread out. Yeah. And with that. I'll end it with happy birthday, Mike. I hope you enjoy your birthday. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, happy we'll birthday. We'll see you next bro. week. Yep. Peace. Later. Bye.